New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a dog treat. I just heard the phone. I'm like, I know it's calling any second. So. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Sorry well, happy that. Monday. Hey, you too. I didn't expect no, you no, to no. answer. I thought somebody else was going to answer. <laughs> oh no, we've run a we run a pretty lean, mean ship around here. I think the entire uh, West Coast office consists of me and Courtney, and um, our entire East Coast office is uh, Kevin and Fiona Russell. Ah, <laughs> so it's like, we're, uh, we're, that's all we need. There you go. Perfect. All right. Um, are you in a good? In a good are you ready? In a good spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um the spot in the studio is. Reception is is pretty good. If I don't move around too much, I don't right. do jumping jacks or something crazy. <laughs> Perfect. All right, give me one second here. I'm gonna awkwardly uh, introduce you, and then we'll start. No. It up. <laughs> there, there is no awkward. I'm the king of awkward. <laughs> Perfect. Let me do this. Have one second here. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, do that. There's our sweet introduction here. But uh, welcome to Replicon Radio. We're doing. Some awesomeness over here. Make sure you tune in every Monday, 6 to 10 p.m. Central, RebelConRadio.com. And uh, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, I'd call him a leg- living legend, if you would. Uh, create Co-creator, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and much, much more, Mr. Kevin Eastman. Welcome to Replicon Radio, Kevin. Awesome to be here with you, Paul. Thanks for inviting me on. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you taking the uh, the time out of your uh, busy turtle schedule to... Uh, Hang out with some uh, some <laughs> replicons over here, some dinosaurs. No, it's funny, dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. No, it's funny when you, your introduction made me think of this this funny moment with our son Shane. Is um, we were at some show and you know, um, you know he he doesn't think you know this is what I do for a living. So he sort of it's no big deal to him. And he's like, uh, was these people in standing in line um, <laughs> to. Uh, to get autographs and this young man came up and wonderfully affectionately just said you know wow you're like a living legend so then shane as a joke used to call me the ledge like so you're like a ledge you're like a living legend and i'm like well yeah around my house i'm not but you know maybe outside of a house thing, so. <laughs> um but anyway a pleasure to be here and uh um thanks again for inviting me on absolutely the le- i'm just gonna call- i'm just gonna refer to you as the ledge the rest of the uh the rest of the- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. there you go um, but I know we don't have a whole lot of time, and I'm sure you've kind of uh, yep. told your story uh, pretty often. But I just kind of want to get, I guess, you know, the cliff notes of how, you know, back to, to May 5th, 84, and how, you know, everything kind of led up to the, uh, you know, the creation and how everything kind of got started for you and Peter and Mirage. Sure, absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a, such a wonderful story of um incredibly good timing and a whole lot of luck in that uh 
um, you know, I was trying to sell some of my work to a magazine that Peter Laird had once worked for in the uh, Massachusetts, uh, Northampton, Massachusetts area. And, uh, they gave me Pete's address and said, you should meet this guy. You guys draw the same weird, sh- the weird, same weird shit, <laughs> um, superhero yeah, stuff. Guess. And, uh, <laughs> you're more than welcome to come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I wrote Peter letter and we, we got together and, and bonded immediately, immediately over, um, our, our mutual hero, Jack Kirby. And, um, then I moved back to Maine for the summer to work, and coincidentally, Pete had met a young lady that um, became his later's wife, Janine, um, moved about 20 minutes from where I was working in Maine. So fall of 84, Peter said, hey, why don't you come down and we'll um, form a little studio and try to get... New on Curiosity Stream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com work we'll team up you know we're stronger together let's team up and try to try to get some work so it was no, around november of 83 around this this time uh, of the year um i thought to myself uh if bruce lee was an animal what would be the silliest animal he would be and i did this doodle of a turtle standing upright with a mask on and nunchuck strapped to his arms and i put it on pete's desk to make him laugh and i said you know this is going to be a ninja turtle ha 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 the next big thing ha 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 <laughs> and uh pete got um you know pete laughed and uh uh, that was our barometer. So he did a sketch and changed some things and proved some things. And then I thought, well, if one, why not a group like, you know, X-Men or Fantastic Four or something? So I did a sketch in pencil of four turtles, each with a different weapon in it, um, and uh, added this title block that said uh, uh, Ninja Turtles. And then when Pete inked it in, he added Teenage Mutant to the title. And then um, uh, that was it. We just looked at this wonderful little goofy doodle and said, this is the dumbest thing we've ever seen, but we'd love it. Um, let's try to come up with a story that tells how they became the teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Um, starting on that in the, uh, towards the end of 1983, we worked through the spring of 84 and then borrowed, um, around $1,300, um, from my uncle Quentin, uh, we did this whole sales pitch to him of how we were going to pay him back. Uh, we're going to sell print this comic book. And so he loaned us the money. We printed them at a local printer in New Hampshire, uh, near Dover, New Hampshire, where we were living. And uh, they premiered at a very small Comic-Con in the Portsmouth traffic circle. Uh, Ralph D. Bernardo, who owns uh, Jetpack Comics up in um, Rochester to this day, we get to see Ralph uh, once in a while when we're back east. But he held a convention. That's where we premiered the issue. And, uh, um, you know, thought maybe if we were lucky we'd sell a couple hundred copies here there over the next year or so but um this crazy thing happened all these uh, incredibly awesome soon to be um lifelong fans started buying <laughs> started crazy. buying the yeah they started buying the, the comic and then we were you know by 1985 january of 85 we were off and running with the second issue and working full-time just drawing comic books and um have been doing so pretty much ever since that's so amazing just trying to pay, oh, trying to live your dream, pay back your uncle, and here we are, thirty-five years later, talking about Ninja Turtles still. So, I mean, that's Greatest a, gift ever, you know. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was, you know, it is. Thank you. No, I mean, it really did fulfill that childhood dream of both Peter and I wanting to be Jack Kirby, you know, to write and draw and tell comic book, illustrate 
unexpected stories um, um, like our hero. And, 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 you know, that's one of those, again, childhood dreams you never think will actually happen, but you don't give up. You keep continuing the fight and you work hard at it. And uh, we, were, we were very lucky, very blessed, um, and equally so now to be still doing that for a living. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, congratulations on everything, obviously. I mean, that's, that's amazing for anyone. Even, even the little stuff you did back then compared to, you know, where we are nowadays. Like, it's just crazy. So that's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank so you. Even with the like, you know, obviously you guys are had your own success with the, with the original comment, and then like I guess was it Mark Friedman came along. You guys got the the toy deals, which led to the cartoons, which then it was just insanity. I'm sure. How much involvement? Like that's kind of when the names and the colors and all that other stuff kind of started happening. Were you guys like fully involved in all that, the naming and the, all that too? Oh, 100 percent. That was kind of um, you know before. Mark Friedman entered the picture, um, you know, Pete and I had completed, you know, pretty much the first 10 to 12 issues. And so the foundation of all things Turtles was pretty well set. You know, the the history, the origins, the characters, the sub-characters. We'd done a role-playing game which uh, where we introduced characters like Bebop and Rocksteady. They weren't named Bebop and Rocksteady, but they were a whole cast of mutant characters. So Mark Friedman came along and, and wanted to... Um, take it further down the road we'd already been approached by a couple of agents who we didn't feel were reputable but we we felt mark was very earnest and and straightforward and we offered him a very very short-term deal pending if he could get us a deal to do toys and cartoons as he said um uh the key component was full creative control we had final say in the look uh the names the the everything that was going to be adapted and adjusted from our idea you know inspired by Again, guys like Jack Kirby and so many that had come before us where, you know, they didn't not only get to participate in the uh, furthering into the world of entertainment uh, and future success or profits from their characters under the work for hire system that had been in place for so long. We knew we were very lucky that we had those rights that they didn't because we owned it and we controlled it. So we wanted absolute say. So we worked on and had final approval on every single cartoon show, movie, toy, toy item. We designed half the toy items for the first probably 15 years of all things turtles. We saw it first. We either did it, <laughs> worked on it or approved it. And we're part of it. Um, very, um, we very diligently, we, we wanted that control. And we um, wanted to protect uh, our characters and what was done with them. So, that's awesome. That's it's so smart that you guys knew what you had ahead of time and wanted to uh, you know protect your your characters and and your you know your IP essentially because you see nowadays people like Jack Kirby who was amazing though his whole career is getting a lot of recognition now with all the you know the comic movies and TVs and people are you know bringing his characters to life and stuff and luckily for you guys you get the opportunity to do that while it was you know fresh and you were still it was still yours you know that's amazing as well. No, it is. It's, you know, and we, you know, through the later success and, you know, when I eventually sold my my ownership, um, probably the late 90s, I sold my ownership. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To Pete and then Pete then in turn 
sold it a decade later to Viacom. Um, you know, those again were being the rights holder and the owners. That's the gift right there is like you control your property and when to step out and when to step back in. And it's funny after Pete's then sold to Viacom, Viacom then reached out to me and brought me back in to consult on some of the cartoon shows and movies. And I've been working on the um, IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic book since 2011. And uh, what's super cool is we literally just sent off to the printer uh, issue 100 um, last week. Oh, wow. So December December 11th issue 100 of uh, you know this this nine year adventure with the incredible Tom Waltz, who's the writer, the head writer of the series. We've been working on this thing for nine years, and uh, um, and it's pretty exciting. It's a great. Uh, what a great time. Because that's to me, you know, goes back to the very first success story. Part of the success story is that all I wanted to do was draw comic books for a living. And that the fact that I'm still doing that <laughs> um, after 35 years, as you mentioned, um, uh, is, is such a gift and a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, it's crazy to see. Like, I know, I know, I guess when you were back in the, in the 90s, and I know a lot of like documentaries, and um, obviously the people always talked about like, you and Peter kind of had a falling out or whatever. It's crazy to see that, you know, you came, now you're back into the turtle world, you know, years later, you're, you're drawing them and you were in the, you had like a cameo in the last movie. Um, so that's awesome to see it come back around. And then I know recently they did that documentary on Netflix and they kind of brought you guys back together. Was that, uh, <laughs> was that like a big thing I'm for sorry. you guys or? Well, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, um, I felt really bad for the guys, uh, the Netflix producers of that series, because they, you know, besides capturing some some wonderful moments of Peter and I um, as part of the documentary, there was so many epically, factually incorrect and misleading edits in the series that was just. I thought the I thought the show personally was was horrible. Again, aside from some really wonderful moments with Pete and I. I mean, you know, for example. Pete and I had gotten the. Nope, I lost it. Hang on. You there? Yeah, that's for oh, the ears. And oh, that's. Cut out for a second. Oh, I was going to say that Peter the. Uh... What? Oh, no, so. um, uh, I was just to say that, you know, I, I felt terrible for the Netflix guys because I thought that the show was really badly done for a number of, uh, a number of ways badly edited and things. Um, for example, they, they made it sound like Pete and I had never been together in 20 years or something stupid. And, you know, in 2014, 2015, the Turtle Power documentary came out, which had Pete and I like literally standing in the vacant lot where house 28 Union Street, where we traded the turtles, we were reminiscing about old times. You know, Pete and I had kept in touch. We did covers for, uh, the 30th anniversary five years ago for the oh, turtles. Okay. They made it like this big momentous thing. And even, you know, one of the funniest parts, that I, one of the la most laughable moments was um, one of the interviewers when they first interviewed me, they go, they go, Oh, so it says on Wikipedia that you were born in spring in Springvale, Maine. And I said, you know, what's funny is I don't know where Springvale, Maine is. I've never been <laughs> to Springvale, Maine. Um, I was born in Portland, Maine. And I said, I actually went to Wikipedia and tried to change it. And I said, look, this is Kevin Eastman. I have a birth certificate. I was born in Portland, Maine, not Springvale, Maine. And I said, it was really funny that, 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 you know, I tried to change it so many times on Netflix. I mean, I'm sorry, on Wikipedia that they blocked me for my own oh, <laughs> biography. Wow. And I go, I gotta, I gotta, I, I have proof. This is me. And I was born in Portland, Maine. And so I told the Netflix interviewer, I said, I said, look, I was born in Portland, Maine. 
and blah, 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 told him this whole story. And so what do they do when they show the opening scene in the Netflix documentary? He says, Kevin Eastman from Springvale, Maine. Jesus. And I went like, you know, I just, they, they know that they, they like, um, like you said, I think they, it was like reading or, or reading a history book where they took out every other page. So it made no sense. Um, it was, again, it was badly. And, you know, again, they, they really made it sound like Pete and I had never been together. We had not been together in a long time. And I'm like, uh, you guys watched the documentary, the Turtle Power documentary that shows us together and hanging out, you know, five years ago. <laughs> wow. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, they, they had some story that they wanted to tell. And, and uh, again, I want to stress uh, to any fans listening, uh, the moments between Pete and I were precious and, and beautiful and great. And Pete and I did have a falling out over the Venus de Milo, the live action girl turtle series. Um, and, um, but we've we've sort of made peace with that, and we wanted to reconnect. And we've been talking to each other through emails and and various um, get-togethers, and even hung out, you know, while they were shooting some of the sequences for toys that made us. But um, you know, I know that Netflix will lash out, and they say they'll say things like, "Well, he's upset because we showed that he didn't get part of the sixty million dollars um, that Pete sold the property for." And what's really stupid about that is like, well, I'd already made. $30 million off the turtles and the history of the turtles. I sold my rights to the turtles um, to Pete for $2 million in the late. I was what it was valued at. I'm very happy and I'm so blessed that I've had this character in this creation. And when I decided to leave the turtles, it was because it was time for me to leave and do other things. But I'm grateful I'm back now. Um, but it's the Netflix people had a great chance to do something really good and they just blew it. And I feel bad for them that they, they missed it, messed it up so badly because it could have been something really special. Um, and I didn't think it was. Yeah, no, they, and they definitely emphasize on the, on the 60 million thing and, and the, the you and Peter thing for sure. So I'm glad we got to clear that yeah. up. So that's... <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, it's, you know, the thing is, it's like, I've read, <laughs> I've read so many interviews where, um, you know, over the years where they said I did this and I, I did that. And I'm like, wow, I wish I'd done that. I never did that. I, really, you know, but it's just the story starts and it sort of, you know, it's like goes, it goes further down the grapevine. It changes and people adapt to, um, to whatever, you know, the stories get better and, you know, you know, so whatever. It's, it's all good. I could not be happier with my relationship with Pete and the turtles and the fact that I still get to hang out. Um, you know, Courtney and I, these days we do 20, 20 conventions a year all over the, all over the globe and you get to meet some of the most awesome fans and i get a chance to thank them for giving me the greatest job ever which is uh i get up and this morning before we get on the call i was working on urban turtles urban legends issue 21 cover so that's awesome there you go i'm drawing yeah. drawing turtles <laughs> <laughs> you're still doing it man you're back you're doing what you love and it's it's, it's that's incredible um and we'll, we'll actually see you at uh our friends over at uh with Twisted and Magic Ninja doing Astronomicon in February, and we will be out there, and we will see Sweet. you there, so that'll be awesome. Um, I wonder, yeah, we, that's, I think that's our first, I think that there might be a kickoff show of the year, which is uh, excited. Yeah, they we've wanted to come out there for a while, so we're thrilled to be going out there. That's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I know you did, uh, they have their own comic with, uh, drawn and drawn by Dirk Manning. I know they had, a, you guys, you did a cover for them with the Haunted Hions. Um, that's fantastic. I, Dirk's, Dirk's artwork is fantastic, by the way. And, uh, no, they invited me to do a cover, and I was thrilled. I'm glad I could fit into my schedule, and that was a real blast. So uh, um, I had a lot, a lot of fun with doing that and looking forward to meeting the, the Twisted guys in person. Yeah, I actually uh, – it's funny. I actually reached out to Jamie Madrox because we didn't tell our listeners we were doing this interview, but I told him and see if he had any questions. And he was actually wanting me to ask you, like, 
Uh, I told him I knew the answer, and I told him what the answer was and what I thought, but like, obviously a lot of things are wrong on the media. Um, so he wanted me to know, wanted to know, like, what was your favorite uh, hero, like Marvel or DC era growing up as a child? Oh, great question. You know, you can see just from the bits and pieces included in the Turtles actual origin story that Daredevil was one of my my all-time favorite superheroes. Um, but I like, I mean, and, and, you know, that's kind of hands down as far as the superhero superhero was Daredevil, but I liked in the Marvel Universe it was uh, um, Daredevil, Captain America, and Iron Man were some of my, my absolute favorites. Um, Batman on the DC side was, um, was, was one of my all-time favorites, mainly the kind of hero that I gravitated to were the ones that are, I guess, a, uh, were a little bit more believable. You know, like Batman was a detective and he had to train and he had the skills and he had his gadgets and kind of James Bondy kind of stuff without, without you know, uh, all that. And I sort of liked that. And then Daredevil was the same thing. He, his superpower was, you know, he trained himself um, physically to be that powerful after losing his sight, which I thought that was, I don't know, I just, I completely dug Daredevil. That was one of my favorites. Achievable heroes. Man, I was wrong, too. I told him <laughs> I told him what I thought the answer was, and it blew his mind, and now I have to unblow his mind. Uh, I was well, what, did you, what, what did you, Com- what did you Commandy? say? Jack Kirby's oh. Commandy? Commandy? Hell yeah. No, no, that's, <laughs> oh, honestly, I thought you were, you know, if you said, um, um, see, I see Commandy more as, um, uh, Commandy actually is, by far my favorite all-time comic series. I thought you were asking about superheroes. Well, yeah. But no, Commandy was... No, but Commandy was... Uh, I guess that's a superhero, isn't it? Or a hero. But I, see, I thought it was <laughs> a hero it. for sure, but I... Because um, uh, I always say that the first movie I ever saw in a, in a national movie theater was Planet of the Apes. And when Jack Kirby introduced Commandy, it had that same, you know, vibe, but, you know, on steroids, if you will, that now all the animals, not just the apes, the the lions, tigers, wolves, everything, were now ruling the earth, and the animals were the slaves, um, except for Commandy, this last boy. And, you know, growing up in a small town in Maine, I felt like I was Commandy when I was a kid, you know. Um, But that was, um, I say that more like a boy's adventure or or adventure hero, but he was definitely a hero, and that was, that is uh, my all-time favorite comic of all of all uh, daredevil is my favorite superhero um hands down but um, yeah commandy was it so you weren't wrong you weren't wrong <laughs> perfect <laughs> we're good i'm glad i got it right um yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I know we're running out of time um so other than like turtles i know you're 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 working on some new stuff you have like the the totally twisted tales with simon bisley coming out like next year with clover press is there any other uh uh like original new uh characters or ideas or things we can look for from kevin eastman as well for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
seen the Drawing Blood series that we've been doing? Um, that's uh, Well, if you haven't, let me... Yeah, let me I mean, I saw it. I haven't tell read you. it. No, but it's, uh, you'll love it. You'll dig it. It's, um, so basically, we did a... Um, going back to um, my roots, I guess, if you will, we did a campaign through the awesome powers of Kickstarter and the awesome fans that supported um, our Kickstarter in 2017. Um, Co-creator David Avaloni and I came up with this story that's kind of a... It's like a... A Spinal Tap meets Barry, set in the world of comics, if you will. It features this character named Shane Bookman, so it's semi-autobiographical in that it's a completely fictional true story, um, based a little bit on me, but also based on a number of cartoonists that I've known over the years. And, you know, we would swap stories of adventures in Hollywood, adventures with publishers, adventures at comic conventions, you know, the crazy things, the anecdotes that happen to all of us. And so I blended them all into this fictional character called Shane Bookman, um, who he and his brother Paul um, created a uh, set of characters in the early 90s called the Radically Rearranged Ronin Ragdolls, these three samurai cats that live in Queens and they fight crime. <laughs> so the parody is there. Um, but if you go to KevinEastmanStudios.com, you can see, you know, you can buy the, 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 we still have some of the first trades. We did it as floppies. We did the first four issues of the, comic um plus the one shot which is the uh, origin story of the radically rearranged on ragdolls and then this year earlier this year actually middle of this year somewhere we created um we did another kickstarter we um raised enough money to do another four issues the whole first character arc for shane bookman covers 12 issues so four is in the can we're working on the next four right now um and then um we're hoping that the, the we've been saving the profits that we've gotten from the first two series to fund the final four issues that um, we hope to roll right into next year so so it's called drawing blood it's a a completely fictional story set in the world of comic books um i'm actually even one of the characters in the story um i meet shane in one of the episodes and that kind of thing so it's everything you know about comics and you know everything we know in it except is exactly as we know it you and I here today, except Shane Bookman's story is fictional set within this universe. So, um, you'll get a kick out of it. It's lots of gangsters and guns and drugs and ex porn star wives and shooting. And it's just, (laughs) really, it sounds awesome. His cartoon cartoon characters come back and haunt him. And, uh, it's just, it's really nutty, but check it out. I'll I'll definitely check it out. And everybody else. Yeah. Just go to check that out. Check out the website. There's tons of stuff, original art, Signed comics, signed toys. You got all kinds of stuff over at the uh, KevinEastmanStudios.com. So if you're a fan or yeah. ever were a fan, go check it out. There's really cool stuff over there. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of free stuff. You can go behind the scenes. You can see lots of snapshots and photos and things like that. If you want to know where we're going to be in 2020, our convention schedule usually goes up around this time towards the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, like you already said, there's, there's some really fun artifacts, tour T-shirts and trading cards and items that you – if you're a hardcore turtle fan and it's something you haven't been able to find online, you can probably find it on our website or we can help you find it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, cool. so I, I got one more question. I know we're out of time, but we asked all of our guests. Uh, we do a lot of musical sure. artists. Um, and I, actually, it's funny because I'm a huge music guy. We, I interview music fans. My first actual concert was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Band when they did the Coming Out of Our Shell Tour. <laughs> I dig it. I love it. But uh, so essentially, if you have like, I know obviously you're a big comic guy, but you know, I, I'm sure most people enjoy music. If you had three records that like either inspire you as a person or as an artist, or maybe you listen to when you're drawing, or just you know 
something that you know helped helped you throughout your life that you just you're just cling towards three records that you just could never live without what would they be Ooh, that's a tough one um because um and you know without being too long-winded um i grew up my mom was into country and western my dad was into blues rb pop uh mozart everything so i spent my whole life being exposed to just about every kinds of possible music you could imagine um first record i ever bought with my own money was kiss destroyer um was a huge you know beatles fan but i love you know um uh you know everything from you know u2 to pink floyd was one of my favorites growing up um bob marley legends the first concert i ever went to my dad took me to um bob seeger and the silver bullet band live um so <laughs> so i would say um uh, let me see um I mean, we're not going to hold you to it. It's not set in stone. Just no. If I asked you again tomorrow, you no, might I, name three different ones. You never know. Uh, totally. You know, it's funny because actually in my studio, I was just watching again, like a um, uh, big fan of U2. I thought I went and saw them live at the uh, 2001. They did the Elevation Tour in Boston. Um, one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. Um, Roger Waters did a show in oh, yeah. Oregon years ago called In the Flesh Live where he covered. He had put together this band and they did all. It was like the greatest hits of all um, the Pink Floyd era songs that he wrote. Um, I've watched that countless times. Uh, I just watched Bob Marley Legend, um, you know, in the studio again recently. Uh, Blues, I was watching the... Um, they did DVD was produced, I think, uh, T-Bone Burnett, maybe. It was like uh, American Roots music, Down from the Mountain. Um, yeah, I'm all over the place, but Beatles, awesome. um, <laughs> Beatles, Bob Marley, and... Um, uh, Beatles, Bob Marley, and uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite blues artists because there's so many. Um, James Cotton. There you go. Anything by James Cotton. Perfect. Okay, that's what I'll stick with for today. <laughs> you said you ask me again tomorrow, it'll be it'll be 45 different ones because I do love my music and that's awesome. uh, listen to a lot of stuff. That's good. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you for hanging out with us, man. Hopefully, uh, there's a million other things I'd love to talk to you about. Female turtles, buying tanks, all kinds of awesome stories. So hopefully we get to chat again. Um, But welcome to the Replicon Radio family, man. We're always here for you if you you need to get the word out about something. And uh, I guess we'll see you at Astronomicon. Look forward to it. Look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk again next year where we get some more fun, crazy, nutty stuff going on. So <laughs> enjoy the chat. Um, you have a, a, an absolutely great day. You too, man. Thank you very much. Right, Thanks, bye. man. All right, cheers. Bye. 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 Yeah. What? How dope was that? 27 Minutes of Awesomeness with Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all kinds of other dopeness. Go check out his website, KevinEastmanStudios.com. Hit him up on social medias. Tell him you heard this interview and you loved it and you want him back and you want more because there's so much more dopeness for us to talk about. New female turtles that obviously you heard him mention him and his partner had a falling out about back in the day. Now there's a new one that's actually working. Um, And apparently back when he got his... First check, he bought a tank. I don't know if that's true. Obviously, we we uh, we actually dispelled some uh, some falseness in huge companies' documentaries. So uh, hopefully, we get a chance to talk to him again, man. But uh, Kevin, if you're listening, thank you very much for taking the time out. You're a, you literally are a legend. Um, we appreciate it. And uh, 
Yeah, much love, y'all. Replicon Radio. Kevin Eastman. Uh. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. 